So welcome back to another episode of Prop Sessions. Today we have the lovely Amanda on who is the founder of Content for Estate Agents. Um, what they do is provide instant on-demand content for estate agents. Um, today we're going to go into all things content. We're going to go into what they do as a company. We're going to be, you know, hopefully getting some tips that estate agents can take away from this and actually go and implement in store and business as well. So without further ado, Amanda, I'd love to welcome you onto the podcast. Hi, Eves. Yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you very much for inviting me on. I'm really excited. Glad. Me too. So like, I think one of the, the things I want to dive into first is content, shockingly. But actually, what I want to talk about is, you know, I've really been seeing your content lately. You know, it's really been popping up. And it's really been catching my eye. It's clear that you actually practice what you preach which is something I, I personally love, you know, people who actually practice what they preach. What's, you know, your personally for you, for the business, what is your personal approach to creating content? Um, for, for my personal business, you mean, or for, for others? So I'd, lo I'd love to more hear about your actual thought process behind creating content. So before we go into um, the content that you actually make for estate agents. What is you know your process to actually making content in the first place? And the reason I ask is, I think a lot of people find it a little bit daunting. You know, um, they know they should be creating it, but just have no idea where to start. And I'd love yeah. to hear your kind of thoughts behind that. Well, I think for for a lot of people, it's hard to know. Um, it's hard to be creative, I suppose, because you know we're not all blessed with with being creative, and some of us find it hard to think about you know, what we, what we should be adding to our social media or to our blog pages or our news pages or whatever. Um, and that's when it kind of gets a little bit overwhelming and starts to feel really daunting um, because you kind of get into the mindset that I've got to post something. And that's when people start posting things that are really not relevant and um, nothing to do with their actual target audience. Um, and so what, like you say, I, I do practice what I preach. Um, and I feel it's really important for me to um, not only add something to my social media and to my blog um, really consistently, but it has to be relevant content that is actually going to make people engage and, and you know, bring people to me. And that's exactly what, um, what, what estate agents should do as well. Um, so I find that it really helps to, well, I'm looking for inspiration all over the place, all of the time. Um, and it's funny because um, actually just this morning, I just posted, um, it's just a little snippet. It's not even about um, content particularly. It's not really related to estate agents, but it's something that will probably resonate with a lot of people. And I, I recently bought a new MacBook and um, I was just messing about with it. And I suddenly realized that um, there's this touch bar thing on it. And um, if I type um, a certain word, an emoji pops up. And I just got really excited about the fact that this amazing thing was available to me because I use emojis a lot. Um, and so I posted about that on LinkedIn. And, and actually, I added it to my Facebook, um, Twitter and Instagram as well. Um, because it's something, it's, it's, it's not boring. It's just a lighthearted little thing um, that I thought of. And the inspiration came from that just from me literally using my laptop. So it's actually quite easy to find topics and little bits of creativeness all around you. 
um, but usually people aren't looking for them. That's, that's what happens. So it's not as hard as people think to create, particularly for social media, it's not as hard as people might think to, you know, just pick up little snippets that are interesting to other people. That was a bit long-winded. <laughs> and, and you know, it's really funny because I actually, I know the exact post you're talking about because I just saw it on LinkedIn. Yeah. And yeah, funnily enough, I, I use a MacBook myself and the first thing I did was I went and actually looked and I didn't, yeah. notice, I didn't notice that it did that either on the touch bar. Oh, and, amazing. And, and, it, and I guess that, that is really interesting because I think, you know, one of the, 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 the challenging parts of creating content is, you know, you, you, you know, obviously you want it to be valuable in some sense, but then I guess value is, is kind of brought about in different ways. And I guess that relatability, um, yeah is something that maybe is, like you said, it's not difficult to do, it's just kind of looking for it. So yeah. I guess what I'm trying to get to is, is there some kind of split that you should have between different types of content? Or do you, the way you look at content, do you look at it as different categories of content and how do you go about that? Prop Sessions is brought to you by Prop Media who partner with agents to generate 50 exclusive seller and buyer leads every single month on autopilot. That's guaranteed, or you get your money back. If you're interested in trying out Prop Media risk-free, head over to www.propmedia.co.uk to book a call today. Well, I try and split mine. So I all, I post on my blog once a week. So, um, and that's usually a tip or something really valuable. Um, because if someone's going to take the time to read an entire blog post, um, which is normally only about a two or three minute read anyway, but still that person has got to be engaged enough to, you know, use those three minutes and, and read it. Um, I feel that that should be the where the the value is because obviously they're t they're bothering to take the time to read so make it something worthwhile for them to read um so blog posts in particular um i normally make sure they're valuable they've got a tip in or how to do something or um a piece of information that um the reader can literally go oh yeah um i didn't know how to do that and now i can do that or oh yes that's a good idea so so something valuable when it comes to um, social media, I think the the, the split um, is slightly different. So yes, you do need value posts, but if people continually see posts um, where you are kind of combining that value with trying to sell to them, that's not gonna work. So um, yes, you do need to sell because the whole point is, you know, you're running a business and, and you want to get sales or you want to get clients. Um, but you need to do it really, really subtly. And the way to do that, again, is to offer that value, but without being salesy. But then in between those value posts, then you add the little personal bits um, and like the emoji posts that I've just talked about. Um, and um, maybe a little, a bit of personal information about yourself as well, so that you become really relatable. Um, and that's the way, you know, show your personality because that's the way at the end of the day that you are going to get clients so um, I roughly would try and split it normally about 80 20 so 80 percent 
not selling or anything salesy at all, very loosely related to my target audience. And then the other 20% is going full on in with um, valuable stuff and also testimonials as well. They work really well on social media. So I try and within that 20%, I try and get in um, the testimonial and the value and a tiny bit of really subtle selling as well. Um, so yeah, so it's quite a small amount to be honest. Brilliant. And so with, with this, you know, content platform that you've created, when you first, and how long, how long have you been doing it now? Is it a couple of years you've been? No, well, I've been working with estate agents for a number of years um, and I've been writing content for over 15 years. Um, but the, the subscription site, the content for estate agents, that's, um, I started that, well, I launched it back in January. So it's a fairly young um, kind of side to the business at the moment, but it's kind of, it really took off. So, so there's obviously a demand for it. So, so yeah, yeah. And what, so obviously you, so you've got so much experience writing content. What was the reason for actually starting content for as more of a subscription business for estate agents specifically? Um, yeah, well, I, I knew, I always knew there was a demand for content, obviously, um, because I've been doing that previously. Um, and I've been working with estate agents and I've noticed that, um, there were a lot of abandoned kind of blogs out there. So, you know, I'd land on an estate agent's website and it would look lovely, beautifully, you know, all singing or dancing. And then there'd be this little tab and it would say blog or news. And I'd go there and it would just be, you know, tumbleweed. So um, I realized that there was a need for um, content for estate agents, but I also knew that um, j just because of the, the nature of the business that they weren't going to be prepared to pay, you know, huge amounts for content each month. It needed to be a really affordable option um, and it needed to be um, something that they could access really easily, 24-7 um, really, so that they could kind of dip in and dip out. And it, because estate agents are busy people, you know, um, it's very rare that they're actually at their desks because they're out at valuations and, and whatever. So, um, doing it via a subscription site seemed to be the best way forward because I could make it affordable um, and I could make it um, easy to access for them. Um, and it turned out to be the right, the right way to go about it. Although I do do bespoke stuff as well, but um, you know, the subscription model um, seemed to work really well. Brilliant. So do, do you find that um, with, with that subscription model, because one, one of the challenges that I guess we have over what we do is we obviously provide everything and it's essentially done for you, but then getting sometimes, you know, even once they've, they've paid for it, getting them to actually fully utilize it is, is even then kind of another hurdle that I yeah. find. Do, do you <laughs> find anything like that? With it's definitely a hurdle um, because um, yeah, they subscribe and they're, you know, they're really revved up and, and ready to go. And then, but I just have to constantly remind them really to get in there, download your content. You know, I don't want them paying and not using it. That, you know, defeats the whole object. So, um, so yeah, it is, it is um, a bit of a continual uphill battle, even once they've subscribed. But having said that, um, I do keep in touch weekly with um, every subscriber um, and they get prompts. And as soon as new articles are uploaded, which happens once, once a month, they get an email. So, um, you know, there's various things that I'm doing throughout the month to make sure that, um, that they are utilizing it. And actually, once 
they get into a kind of routine and see the results, they're way more inclined to actually carry on with it. And, and then it does become part of the routine and, and it is something that they do regularly, but it does take a few weeks for them to kind of get going. <laughs> for sure. So on another note, what's, what are some of the biggest mistakes that you see estate agents making? And it doesn't, it can be content, doesn't have to be just, just generally at the moment. What, what are some of those, you know, big pitfalls you see them falling into? Well, the, the biggest mistake by far is that, um, estate agents know that they they need to get you know new new clients and and win those instructions but they kind of concentrate on they'll they'll, they'll put content out there but it, it's not actually concentrating on winning new instructions it's more aimed at um advertising the properties that they already have on their books um, and that's great obviously they want buyers as well um but so they'll so they'll advertise properties and and all they'll do is just add a listing of a property to let's say LinkedIn or to um, Facebook or Twitter or wherever whichever social media platform and then instead of linking to their website to that property they're linked to Rightmove so they're just basically giving all the traffic away that they could have got to their website where, and people could have gone straight there and looked at the whole of their website and seen exactly what they do. They've given that, that immediately away to Rightmove and you know, Rightmove doesn't need any more traffic, you know, give it to yourself, not to them. Why are you promoting them? Um, so that's a huge mistake, just not knowing really, um, what to post and, and, and quite how it, how it works. Um, and that there's no point in just sending traffic to listings because you want to, at the end of the day, an estate agent wants to become the go-to agent in their area. And the way that they can do that is to show themselves, showcase themselves as the knowledgeable expert. And just by adding property listings to social media, that is not going to show them as an expert. All that does, it shows them that they've got houses for sale, um, which isn't going isn't to wash, unfortunately. Um, so yeah, that, I would say that's the biggest mistake. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's funny. It reminds me, I was on a call with a, of a client a couple, a couple of days ago and we were just looking at their, we were looking at their SEO just to just have a little look at it. And we just Googled their estate agent's name yeah. and they didn't even come up on page one for their own name. And all of the portals were coming up first. Yeah. Um, and they were, they were shocked and they had, they had, they obviously you would assume you would just come up for your own name, but actually all of those portals were going there because actually a lot of their traffic was just going straight to those portals. And it, it, it's an interesting one because it's such an easy fix, I guess, if you're talking about a listing, just to put it back to your own site and, and yeah. collect and collect that data. So easy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, ab absolutely. So, so with the, so that's kind of one of the mistakes you see with content. Mm. Um, just posting listings. So, you know, if, if say, you know, you're, you're a busy estate agent, you're, po you're posting your listings up, what else, you know, if, if there was kind of a, just a step one, just to say, okay, look, maybe you're not going to get 100% there, but you can get maybe 20, 30% just to kind of dip your toes in, maybe build up a little bit of momentum. What should they be posting um, if they were to just do the kind of minimum amount to get them started? 
Um, well, it, even if they just posted a blog post on their actual um, website once a week and then linked to that from their social media accounts, that would be like the bare minimum, um, which is not going to take very long um, to do that. And that blog post can be um, of anything of value, basically. Um, you know, you don't have to you don't have to necessarily you know be posting two or three times a day on social media to your website to to get the momentum started any momentum can be gained just from making sure that um, you've got fresh content happening at some point even once a week to start with um, to just start moving you up the google rankings online and, and bringing more traffic in that way to the website so you know it, it's not an easy fix because obviously you still got to you still got to create a blog and and um actually post it but you know that's where i come in so you know that makes it super simple um but yeah that's that's where i would say to start definitely just to get a little bit of momentum got it yes and i, and I think that instantly just kind of takes the pressure up a little bit to say okay look one blog post a week yeah look, it's not gonna it's not gonna cost the earth it's not gonna take a ton mm -hmm. of time so then with, with, with those blog posts what should they what should they be like? Obviously content is, you know, there's unlimited, but should it be, are you kind of thinking more local content for their particular market? What kinds of things do you look at? Yeah, um, it helps if it's local, obviously, because estate agents are a, a local commodity. You know, they they um, they are in a service industry within the local area that it's unless they're a big national company, a big national agency. Um, but even then, you know, they're they're little um, they're localized, even if they're a, a national or a corporate agency or whatever. So. Um, yeah, the um, I've forgotten what the question was. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> what was the original question? Oh yeah, I've, no, I've remembered. I've remembered. Um, <laughs> Sorry, because I was thinking about what to say. Um, yeah, it should be local content, um, and yeah, it should be personalised um, to the agent and obviously to the area because that's where that's where the target audience is. Um, Topic-wise, it needs to be on content that is of interest to that local area. So, it could be based on um, it could be based around a specific event or um, attraction or something that is happening within the local area. But the problem with that is it's fine doing that for a, a one blog post or whatever um, or one social media post but that's not evergreen content. So as soon as that event or attraction isn't there anymore, um, then that blog post is kind of a little bit wasted. So the content really needs to be as evergreen as possible. Um, so by that, I mean that it needs to be um, written about a topic that um, is always gonna be of interest to the target audience, which, is, which are home buyers or home movers. Um, and uh, those people are always looking for interesting and informative information. So, for example, um, we research all our um, blogs, articles before they get uploaded to the site. We know that the content that we provide is actual content that people are already searching for. So, for example, um, we know that people who are moving home search for um, how to move home with a cat. Um, which sounds really weird 
Um, but it's a topic that is searched for on Google. So if you're an estate agent and you have got an article based around how to move home with cats, <laughs> then you're going to come up in that search for that area. Um, and then people are going to realize that, oh, they're quite knowledgeable, you know, and they'll go and check you out. And that's how you win the business. So, yeah, it needs to be local, valuable, but it also needs to be highly relevant. Got it. Got it. So you've got to make sure that the research is also done prior, you know, whether you're looking at search volumes and things like that to make yeah. sure it's actually what people want to know about. Yeah, exactly. There's no point in just posting, you know, some, there's no point in plucking a topic out of thin air just because you think it would be a really good topic to write about. It has to be relevant to the target audience. Um, otherwise, it's not going to work. Nobody will see it if it's, you know, just a, a random topic that, you know, it has to be researched, definitely. And I guess actually that makes it again much more because I'm just putting myself in the you know the mind of an estate agent. You know they might not necessarily think of themselves as a creative type or as a writer, but actually if you then think, okay, well let's just start from the end. If we kind of reverse engineer it, rather than sitting there and thinking we have to come up with something to post today, how about just going, all right, well what what do people actually want to see? What do they need? And then creating it based on that need. Yeah. I think actually it then makes it so much easier because you're following a little bit of a, a bit of a path that you yeah, know. And you probably know what they want. So you know, it's easy to write about things that you know people want, especially if you've been chatting with people as well. You know, if you're in your estate agency and, and you're talking to a client and I, I spoke to an estate agent last week actually, and he said, oh, we get loads of people come in and they're always asking for um, information on how they should prepare their home when they're going to put it on the market. And I said, well, great. Do you, you know, have you got a blog post about that or an article? Have you got a little e-guide or something that you can send them so that they know what to do? And he was like, oh, no, no, we haven't. So there's, a, there's an obvious piece of content right there that someone, a, a, an actual, somebody who is a, a client had actually you know, handed to them on a plate, but they still hadn't done anything about it. So now we're doing it for them. But, um, you know, <laughs> it's great. But little things like that, you know, estate agents need to listen to their clients as well, because that's what I mean when I say, you know, if you just, if you, there's, there's creative ideas all around you, you just have to listen and then flip them slightly. And then you've got a great piece of content right there, you know. Um, but I know it's hard if, for, for people that aren't particularly creative because they don't think like that, you know, and we can't all be good at everything, um, you know, and if creativity isn't your thing, then yeah, it's always going to be slightly harder. I think that's, that's real absolute gold though, because I think by looking at it or just, you know, listening to what their clients are saying, and, I, and I'm sure actually a lot of the time, if, you know, estate agents just think back at what are the common things that keep coming up when we're doing either viewings or doing valuations or yeah. along, along the process. And it, I'm sure even just having a little think that would open up yeah. um, lots of different ideas for content. And I, and I guess it's looking at it from almost a problem solving approach. You know, what, yeah. what issues do they have? Yeah. And it's probably, I guess it's probably stuff that they're talking about a lot of the time anyway. Like that example yeah. you gave, I think is a, is a perfect example of questions that, you know, their vendors might be asking or their landlords yeah. might be asking. Yeah. Um, and then just using, using that for content. So I guess, I guess it, like you said, it's just looking for it and just having your mind a little bit open to it. But yeah. I, I think that's a, a really, really great place to start for a lot of estate agents. Just, well, 
the people I'm talking to every day. It doesn't necessarily require any more effort. Um, it doesn't because they're already having that conversation. And if they, if an estate agent can solve a problem or answer a question within a piece of content, then you know you're halfway there already. You just got to write it then. You know, so you know it, that's yeah, that's that's the, the easy bit really. And with with content, one of the things I wanted to ask you, obviously, and a lot of the content you provide is obviously blog uh, driven, which has really going to help with you know the value pieces, and it's going to help bring. Um, you know, SEO, it's going to help bring organic, organic ranking. What are your thoughts on the different mediums of content? So if you've got, you know, written image, video, um, do you have, do you see any kind of trends? Do you have any preferences with types of content that you like estate agents to have? Um, I think it should be split really between all of those that you've just mentioned. So um, written um, written content is great, and that's really that's what we um, that's our niche. So that's always going to be top of the list for me. Um, but video is super important. Um, because people have less time now. So particularly, you know, on social media, if someone can watch a quick video rather than having to read something, then that's great. Um, but that's why, you know, we always say that the content that we provide, it can be repurposed. So you can literally use that blog post um, and turn it into a video really, really easily because all the content's there. You've just got to either speak it to camera or, or make a little PowerPoint thing or, or whatever, you know, so it can be repurposed. But yeah, it definitely, there definitely needs to be a mix um, of different types of media. And I have one client who he always posts on his um, blog. Um, he does that without fail once a week. Um, he also makes a video from he'll take a part of that blog that he's posted and he'll make a video on just one little tiny bit of that basically then he'll post to social media um, and actually he's been really innovative and um, he what he did was he gathered lots of different blog um, posts up and he um, collated them all into um a printed a pr is like a printed um guide and he got them distributed via his local newspaper so using the blogs that we'd written for him so there's loads of different things that you could do and if you can do all of them fantastic uh, but obviously online is what i would say uh, you need to be online the most because that's where everybody is you know but that's not to say that the newspaper isn't still going to you know bring you a little bit um as would other printed materials to be honest so yeah there needs to be a, a split through them all got it and, and and again that's that's such a ingenious tip there to be able to take the content you provide repurpose it across however many really platforms you want the sky's yeah. your limit and i guess that then gives them you know an extra week or two weeks worth of content yeah. if they're talking about certain yeah. bits from what you've already created yeah absolutely um, yeah it can be used anywhere really and you can split it how you like as well um you know once we once the content is um downloaded on on your subscription once the content is downloaded it's yours to do whatever you like with um so you can you know the copyright kind of passes over so um yeah you can do anything with it repurpose it however you like be innovative and creative so they could they could use that to go and make make a video content. They yeah. could use that if they wanted to create posts on on social media. Yeah. They wanted to create an e guide. 
yeah. to attract new customers in as well. Yeah. They, could, they could print that out and go and give that to yeah. prospects yeah. as well if they want local information. They could even, I guess, they could even send out letters with it as well if it's an yeah, or, a, or an e-letter newsletter um it could go into that as well and um it can be edited so if they, if they want to add or take bits away then you know that's that's what they can do so it's all really flexible um it just saves so much time you know because this is the thing that i hear every day talking to a stage and i've got time you know and i get it they are busy busy people um trying to grow their businesses um, and so unfortunately content does end up, you know, at the bottom of the pile because, um, sadly, um, a lot of estate agents feel it's not that important, but it is important because it's a long-term marketing strategy that can, um, just carry on in the background, you know, um, but it does require patience. Um, it's not an overnight magic bullet, you know, it, it does need work and a little bit of effort. That, that's interesting what you said there did the, the, some of the agents that you speak to then did do they do they genuinely feel that it, it's not important or do they or because i'd be i'd love to hear your thoughts on this what what i generally hear is that they know it's important but they you know mainly because of time is the, the main excuse at least that they'll give not for doing it um do, do you find that some of them still do you think actually you know this isn't important for my business or i think you? probably i would rephrase it and say they don't think it's in, as important enough um so i think that's probably a better way of putting it so i mean there are some that don't think it's important because i think and but that is usually the more really well established agencies that have been going for years and years and years and they feel like they're just you know trotting along quite nicely nice little comfort zone and they don't need it um but what usually happens is that agents do they understand that they need the content and they need to do the content marketing um but it's not a priority for them because their priority is going out on the market appraisals um making sure that you know people are, are buying the properties that they've got on their books and they're forgetting that this can simply just you know carry on in the background nicely low level you know just ticking away and because they don't if they've often they've tried it and because they haven't had that instant you know influx of of um clients they're like oh well, you know, that didn't really work. I can't really, what, what's the point of me doing that? And that's why it becomes more unimportant to them. But it's not, it's not a short-term thing. It's a, it's a long-term thing that has to be done consistently. Um, and if, if, if more estate agents can understand that, then I think that's when we'll see more estate agents actually starting to consistently publish content again. You know, and, and I, I hear that all the time about, you know, of course, every, everybody wants instant results, right? Mm. Well, that's how we're, we're geared, geared to want them. But yeah. one of the ways I think about it is with, with this, this content that's going out, you can produce something now and you may, you know, you may get engagement straight away. You may get inquiry straight away. But actually, that content is still there in 12, 24 months time. And actually, somebody might find you all that, that way into the future. And I almost imagine it as, you know, you know, state agents have all different ways of marketing and outreach, whether it's you know, calling, emailing, going through databases, running adverts and all of these things. But actually the thing is with content, 
is it's 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 essentially free or if you use a service like yourself it's very very affordable for pretty much any estate agent yeah for for next to you know for a very small amount or by doing it themselves you're actually getting all of these kind of opportunities to to get in front of people and and give people a reason to want to come back to you and that's there forever yeah exactly you know and 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 i think sorry, sorry go ahead and I was just going to say, I think that's um, that's one one of the things that estate agents forget. They don't they they think that once that blog post is published, it's there for you know a week and then that's it. It's done, but it's not. It's there, and and actually, um, research has shown that um, things like blog posts, if they're written on a on a topic that people are searching for, they build and build and build momentum. So actually, the older they get, the better really, because the more momentum they achieve, and the more views they achieve, and the more and the more they get out there. Um, so that's that's the whole point of um, the evergreen content as well to make sure that you know if somebody does find your blog you know a year of your blog post a year down the road that it's still going to be relevant and, and accurate so yeah that it yeah it's something that isn't thought about and should be so I guess content's like a fine wine it gets better with age yeah <laughs> good analogy yeah <laughs> definitely so besides content, I'd, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this because I know obviously you have a lot of state agents that you speak to. What else should they be doing more of in your, in your view? Um, as, as well as aside from content, you mean? Yeah. Um, well, they need to get, just be more in tune with their community and their, their local um, area. Um, you know, I, from my experience, estate agents like to be seen as um, they like to be known in their area, but they actually don't give themselves a reason to be known in their area, if that, if that makes sense. You know, they wanna be known as the go-to estate agent, but why, why should somebody choose them as the go-to estate agent? So they need to get out there into their community and actually, I'm not talking about you know, necessarily supporting you know, local charities or schools or anything like that, although that is a way of, of doing it. You know, I know some estate agents do sponsor events and things like that, but you don't necessarily have to do that. It's just about being seen to be knowledgeable and helpful um, within that local community. Um, and some of that does come through content, obviously, because that's a way to get it out there. But just be, be visible, be, you know, make your, if you've got a high street um, branch, I know it's a bit difficult at the moment because obviously with restrictions, with COVID, et cetera, you know, it's hard. But, you know, make, make your agency a welcoming place for people to go, that they know that they can not only just, you know, just come in because they want to, um, instruct you or, or to buy a property but knowing that you will welcome them at any time and offer them advice with with no obligation um, it, it's it's all about showing personality and not being overly salesy even face to face just just showing that you're a friendly normal person that can that can help them yeah like, and I guess by by doing that it it kind of has the you know, just by, just by giving giving that that advice away or or giving that genuine help, I think just like you were saying with your content, where the vast majority of it 
isn't sales focused it's just value based or, or relatability based i think people particularly nowadays and and maybe even more so online maybe not they can feel when you're being genuine with what you're giving across and and when you don't really need something in return but the, the crazy thing is that i guess i've noticed is that when you do that without that expectation of anything back it it comes back it more comes anyway. actually yeah yeah of course it does yeah yeah sometimes too much effort is just too much it, it just you look like you're really trying too hard and it's just far better to be to just go with the flow and be natural and and that's the way the business comes but showing your personality is in, in my opinion one of the main ways that you will get business because if people like you and if people think oh yeah she's normal or, or he's great or you know god he wasn't pushy at all or you know oh they, they they gave me this and it was free and they didn't even try and sell me anything you know that's when you're going to get the business um the same with the content you know and that's why i suggest that you don't um, th that's why I suggest you add your pers personal posts to your content. It doesn't have to be all corporate and businessy. And actually, that's another thing. Um, it used to be that if you're in business, you had to be, you know, really corporate and stiff upper lip and, you know, this is this and this is that. And, but it's not like that anymore. I think the more kind of relaxed you are and the more laid back you are and the more go with the flow you are, the more people will come. Um, because you're not being uptight and corporate, if that makes sense. I might have tired everyone with the same brush there, but you know what I mean? It's, yeah. it's like, you know, if you can be natural and relaxed, people are more likely to gravitate towards you, I think. Yeah, uh, completely. And, and I guess that, that's the thing is that that's, there's two ways. You've got that in person when you actually go around and meet them, but then you've got that in your, in your content as well, which is... Yeah. We're, what we're seeing is that the, the seller's journey is starting so much earlier now as well. Um, we're seeing that now people are actually researching, you know, one, two months ahead, uh, really looking online, looking at estate agents' websites, looking at their blog, looking at their content, their social media. So oftentimes, a lot of that impression is already formed before they've even met. You know, the fact that a somebody has decided to call up an estate agent or to, to get in touch a lot of the time we're seeing that they've already got an idea that they want to work with them because of what they've seen. Yeah. And, I, and I think that's, um, I, I, I guess just from an ed educational part, part of this to help estate agents realize how important content is. If you just look at it in terms of generating valuations, which is always going to be top of the list, you know, for obvious reasons, if you can increase that, you know, valuation rate that valuation to instruction rate by having all of that groundwork already done for you yeah. all the heavy lifting by the time you you know you walk up to their house they already like you because i guess they've they've seen your relatable content they already know that you know what you're talking about because they've yeah. seen your local uh you know your lo local content on on the market and, and what's going on so then at that point it's really just about meeting in person and yeah, what so it's about living up to the expectation then of what you put on your website basically <laughs> so as long as you can smile and um you know show that you're you're a normal friendly person then you know you've got it in the bag really by that point and that that would be you know that's the aim isn't it yeah and, and, and i and i think that's it it's, it's just kind of showing how much is in you know how how much benefit there is to actually doing it it's not just getting more engagements and getting more impressions and seeing your 
Google Analytics on your site, see the users climb. That's amazing because that's instant feedback, which then helps to build that momentum. But then actually when you start realizing uh, your in-person conversations going better and, and everything translating through to the physical side of the business as well. And yeah. wow, it's, you know, that, that, I guess that makes it so much, so much easier to. Yeah. I mean, it's like if, you know, if you're an estate agent and you turn up to somebody's house and um, you're going to, you're going to do a market appraisal and you just stand there and you just waffle on about how amazing your office is and how many awards your team won last year and you know that you've got you're just you're amazing and you just and it's all ego 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 that's going to turn your client off straight away and and it's the same with content so it's far better to turn up and have a normal conversation with your your prospective client about schools in the area or how wonderful their garden looks or um you know what what they could potentially do to their house to make it even more saleable that that's what they're going to want to hear they don't want to know that you've won an award or or that you know you've got a squashy sofa in your office so it's a great place to come you know to when they're signing their paperwork they don't want to know any of that um and so taking if, if estate agents can take their egos away from their content and from when they're talking to people directly that's when they'll win more instructions it's as simple as that really absolute gold definitely going to make a clip out of that <laughs> <laughs> all right cool so to, to 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 close up i've got a got a couple of questions a little, little bit different and i'd love to love to hear your thoughts on these so Within the, within the property industry, um, we all have pet peeves, things that we dislike about it, things that we love about it. What's one, of your, what's one of your pet peeves about the property industry as a whole? Oh, no, that's a really difficult question. Um, as a whole. Um, or it can be individually. However. No, do you know what? Do you know what I think it is, actually? I think, and actually, it does, it does <laughs> it relates to words because that, that's my thing. But when I see property listings, they're just so boring. Like I, I don't write property listings. Um, I, I probably could write property listings, but I've never, it's not something that I do. Um, cause you know, content is my thing, but I see property listings and they're all the same and they're just all so boring. And it's just like, um, Oh yeah. Um, good sized, good sized bedroom. I mean, what's a good sized bedroom and what's good sized or, um, I can't, I can't think of anything off the top of my head now, but the words are also boring. They're not creative. They're not creative listings. There's one estate agent that I know that does really, really good listings and they're just engaging and they're interesting. Um, and, but all my local agents around here, they're just all, they're all the same. They all write the same thing. I think they must go to listing school or something and get told to, you know, but it's just one after the other, exactly the same. So yeah, that would be my biggest peeve. The fact that, that listings are, boring and they don't necessarily sell the house that's being shown if that makes sense <laughs> we are delighted to bring to the market this three bedroom two bath semi-detached house yeah 3.5 kilometers from the local train station one mile away <laughs> getting con contact now to book a viewing yeah yeah that, that, there's there's one word and i can't even remember what it is now because you caught me on the hop with this question um and it's always, it's always used. It's something like, it's not, 
it's not like exclusively, okay, oh, I'll have to, I can't remember what it is, but it's all, it's a word that every estate agent uses in every single listing. I just can't think what it is, but yeah. Like perfectly located or something like that. Desirable location or something like that, I think it is. That, not everything is in a desirable location, but they just use it for everything. So yeah, property listings, yeah, no, don't like them. <laughs> that That's so interesting though, because I, you know, obviously see, see a lot of listings and they are mostly very, very similar. And again, thinking about it, you know, where do they actually learn to, to write, to write listings? And I, you know, I'd, I'd love to see that from you, you know, some, some advice on, on how to write good listings yeah. uh, along with your content. Do you think that's something that, uh, cause, cause yeah. pardon? It's worth thinking about, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah. I, I could, I could definitely see that. Cause imagine if you can, if you can say, um you know we can you know increase your conversion rate on listings by this much by having good content well suddenly that that's really exciting to hear right how to stand yeah. out from all yeah because i'm not really sure who who writes um the listings for estate agents is it normally a task that would be just given to you know one of the i don't know one of the negotiators or i don't know really i suppose it and there if it is then yeah because there wouldn't be a dedicated person that would just write property listings i'm guessing so if it's just if the task is given to um the negotiator then they might not necessarily be very good at, at um writing you know descriptions so that's why I suppose they all turn out the same because the, they use the template from every other listing. That's why they're always the same. Yeah, and, and it's like, and it's one one of the things I've been thinking about a lot is being an estate agent is essentially being really good at, at marketing, right? You market to yeah. get your properties on to attract houses, and then you market the property to sell it. So actually, a huge portion of this their job is is marketing, writing content getting the getting the properties out there yeah at the same time when are they taught marketing or where's yeah. their help that's well they're not they're, because because actually it's um seen as a as a sales job isn't it not a marketing job but actually it's a marketing job because there's so many different elements to it mm. yeah that that's that's actually real real food for thought actually um to, to end up with and look i just want to thank you for your time um I think this has been incredibly valuable. I think you've given away a lot of really, really valuable advice. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to getting this out to lots of estate agents who can go and implement this. Um, and if you are an estate agent, listen to this, be sure to check out um, Amanda's website. It's content4.co.uk. Is that right? Yeah, or, or it, well, content4.co.uk or content4estateagents.co.uk. Either of those will get you to the, to the website, yeah. Either will get you there, and I believe you've got a have you got a trial on there that people can go and check it out as yep. well. Free trial. Um, uh, scroll halfway down the homepage, and there's a free trial button. Um, it's one uh, one article. You can have access to the whole article library, um, but you get one article absolutely free to do whatever you want with, really. So um, yeah, have that one on me, complimentary. Um, and then hopefully you'll join after that when you see um, when you see how good it is. <laughs> There, there, there we go that, that's a really really generous offer go go check it out you've got absolutely nothing to lose and you'll probably get some some really nice content from it as well make sure to link it everywhere as well so people can find that thanks very much no oh, thanks eves <laughs>